going through divorce with one, he's dragging it out. hundred percent. As best you can, don't do mediation, go straight to court. Otherwise you're just going to waste more time. Husband used depression and trauma as an excuse for everything. Unfortunately, we see that a lot. A lot of times they'll try to use any excuse we'll do. Is it bad idea to try to call them out when they future fake? Um, typically, yeah. Like if they're not willing to be called out by something and actually work on themselves, then it's a bad idea to do anything because you're going to always argue with someone that is illogical, that is not going to play the same rules. You're not going to win at an argument with a narcissist. You know why? Because the rules change. Okay. So like here, you've got a blue water bottle. Okay. And so we're arguing back and forth. You and me, we're arguing back and forth. And you're saying this water bottle is blue. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's a red water bottle. What are you talking about? Okay. Like you might actually be colorblind. Like, I think there might be something wrong with your eyesight because this is a red water bottle. And you finally hold up like a camera and you're like, nope, see, like it matches this blue that I pulled off the internet. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. I was just testing you. Like you're not going to win at a battle with a narcissist because the rules change. They don't go on the same rules. They will flip. They will change everything inside of an argument to make sure that they're the ones in control. They'll use a straw man tactic. They'll use multiple ways to distract you, to deflect you, to distort your reality so they can get what they want out of the situation. Is it typical for narcissistic people to also be addicted to substances or alcohol? Oftentimes they do go hand in hand. The alcohol and the substance does not cause narcissism, but oftentimes it can exemplify it even more. I only got phone number because of financial reason, otherwise blocked. Um, gaslight, Dingerberg is the gaslight white. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, the movie. He's using our kid with a new supply and is acting like our family, 100%. Why would a narcissist hoover when you leave them, but when they discard you, it has to be final? Um, so in that exact statement there, like when you, mm, when you leave, like there's this piece of like, wait a second, you betrayed me, you beat me, like you did something against me. So I have to win. I have to get back at you. Even if that's a get back with you for a week and then I break it off, like that's it. Okay. But when they discard you, that's not always the final one. So please be careful. Future faking is when a narcissist distorts your reality, distorts the reality that you're believing by promising you something in the future that they have no intention of actually fulfilling. Typically, one of the easiest ones is like, hey, I'm going to change. Yeah, I've cheated on you 20 times, but I'm actually going to change this time. And then they have no plan. They have no follow through and they have no demonstrated change at all. That's the aspect of future faking of like saying something's going to happen so that you ignore the current reality of the situation. They distort your reality to try to be able to get you looking down the road versus what's actually happening in the present. Um, do you think your kids should have 50-50 custody going through divorce? I'm afraid they will turn out narcissistic. I would say they have a better chance not turning out narcissistic if they have 50-50 versus being with the narcissist in the relationship or totally the narcissist. Go for as much custody as you can possibly get. Um, you can't really use narcissism as the reason, but you can with like um, different like abusive, abusive actions. If there's been physical abuse, if there's been violence, if there's been child neglect, if there's been a lot of different things, you can talk to different attorneys, different states can go like certain different ways. He left me saying I held him back, but he's doing way worse. Why so delusional? Because it can't be his fault. It has to be yours. Like it can't be his fault. Like that's how, you know, a narcissist also like is not willing to actually change because nothing is ever their fault. No accountability, no responsibility, no acceptance of the blame, no processing that to be able to work through it because a narcissist is running away from guilt and shame all the time. Retaliation is common after they are discarded sometimes, not necessarily always, but sometimes 
Read my comment above. Uh, okay, thought process on what a narcissist wants when they walk away. No contact, three months, but blow your phone up during uh, bad weather. I feel like it was a way to be a hero in the moment, still no contact. Yeah, I would say a hero in the moment, trying to hoover, trying to come back into your life. Like, I would say if they're blowing up your phone, that means they're not completely blocked. So I would go ahead and block. They don't need to have access to you. Even think of it this way. If a narcissist texts you and they know the text goes through, there is a piece of a power control that at least I still have access. If you have it unblocked and the narcissist can text you, like think of it this way. I know if I'm unblocked to you and I've known you for a year, two years, I know that one day out of 365 days of the year, one day you will be low enough that one of my texts will get through, will piss you off in a way that you will react to me and make me understand in that moment that you still want me, that I'm still amazing, that it's all about me. You have to understand when you don't go no contact, you're still enabling narcissism oftentimes. Do they come back even if they said they don't want you, not interested, and block you? Yes, a lot of times they still will. Uh, he kept saying how I was never in the picture. Why do they leave you for lower standards? Because it's not about you and it's not about the lower standards. It's about the supply they want in the moment. Oftentimes it's looking for someone who's more naive, uh, more susceptible to what they're going to do. It's tough to not message them back when you know you deserve better but want to work it out. So one of the things you need to understand is when you're getting ready and you're like, hmm, I really want to message them. I want you to sit down with a blank sheet of paper, write out 25 things that this person did to you, abusive in the relationship, and sign your name at the bottom. Now, the reason why you're signing your name at the bottom is because you understand as soon as you send that text message, as soon as you re-engage contact, you are agreeing for all that list of 25 things to be done to you willfully, and you're accepting that. That is what is happening when you're re-engaging with a narcissist, when you already know that they're toxic for you. But also what you're dealing with is if that's still going on there, if you're still struggling with that, you're in a trauma bond. You need to break out. Go to escapetoxicity.com. Click on the link of the bio, escapetoxicity.com. That way you can actually get free. You can actually start to understand and see what's actually happening. Until you change your reality, until you change the perspective of what's actually happening, you will always be stuck in a toxic relationship. How the narcissist start calling you names like lazy selfish when it's not true? Because you're going to spend more time trying to deal with the truth of that, trying to say, no, I'm not, than you will actually focusing on the problem. Like when I call you lazy and like rude and mean or whatever, you know, I'll call you a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to do all that because I don't get banned. But like when I say a bunch of rude stuff to you, you're going to spend so much time justifying that you're not that way. So much time is wasted of you trying to justify that you're not that way instead of just saying, hey, I don't need this anymore. Then you're out. Like a narcissist will do this to be able to trap you a little bit longer. How to get out of an abusive relationship. First section is this idea of like changing your mindset or just leaving, just getting out. We have people all the time that are just leaving, just running away from it to be able to move forward. Um, it's, it's getting so good again. Is he trying to ruin that again? What is, that he is future faking again because he wants to ruin that again. Annette, I would ask, what is he actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis that's working on himself? Okay. So how on a day-to-day -day basis is he showing up honest, vulnerable, and showing consistent change to you? Like, how is that actually looking? Okay. Um, so the mind games of the breakup, 11 hours long, so you can potentially come back. Yeah. Seek to treat your codependency will help block the narcissist. So he knows he's evil. Doesn't really care. 
Uh, uh, there's a big aspect a lot of times of narcissism that like I can't be the evil one. So like I don't know that I'm evil, but I know that the actions that I do hurt other people, but it's not intentional, but I'm not going to intentionally do anything different. So sucks to suck. So like it just happens over and over and over. Like you need to understand, like there's an aspect that a lot of narcissists are way more aware than what you think. Everybody's like, narcissists aren't self-aware. There's a lot of narcissists that are self-aware. They just don't care. Like lack of empathy is real. You understand this? Uh, how do you make them regret and realize and actually reach out? So like you want them to reach back out to you because like that's not going to help you heal. Okay. Took me years of therapy before I finally got the courage to divorce my husband. Yeah. A lot of times it has to start in the mind. You have to be able to change the thought process. That's what I work with people every single day to help them change the process. Like that's what has helped me change who I am, change how I process, change how I respond to different things. But until you actually change the thought, the story that's actually going through your head, you're always going to go back. He knows I love Christ and he'll come back to me always bringing up God because he knows that's your that's your pitfall. Like he knows that like, oh, I'll bring up God. I'll bring up Christianity so I can actually get back with you. So he's just he's just emotionally manipulating you with spirituality. Are they scorekeepers about getting gifts back? A lot of times. Yeah. When my love me for a 19 year old, my vision of him changed. I see him as a pedophile. He's 38. Yeah. He lives with his narcissistic mom now and always talks about moving and leaving uh canada to him i ran away from him even as worse on kids and mothers kids yeah no absolutely will the truth ever come out the truth of what low empathy or no empathy a lot of narcissists have very low empathy no empathy would definitely be in the aspect of antisocial a lot of narcissists have at least cognitive empathy otherwise how would they connect with you to be able to manipulate you to start off with even in the DSM-5, okay, so I want you to understand this real quick, okay? DSM-5 talks about, and it says that narcissists lack empathy, semicolon, is unwilling to acknowledge, uh, oh crap, I forgot the rest of it, is unwilling to acknowledge or, it's not admit, what's the other word? Mm, it's like value or respond or acknowledge, like, we'll just go with acknowledge, is, un is unwilling to acknowledge your feelings and emotions. There's another word there I can think of it, okay? But it's in the DSM-5. And it talks about this aspect of like, this person actually understands some of your emotions. All right, so let me let me break it down real quick. Okay, when we talk about a narcissist lacking empathy, I want you to think about this, okay? In the moment, okay, I do something that pisses on my wife. I do something that hurts her. She's sitting on the couch and she's crying. In that moment, I know that she's sitting on the couch and she's crying because of me and because of my actions, okay? But here's how it happens. All right, brownie star, like, Calm down, okay? I'll get to your question, but just calm down there, okay? Here's what's actually going on, okay? In the moment when I see her crying, I know, hey, the logical thing is I need to go over there. I need to comfort her. I need to apologize. I need to make it right. Here's the thing. If I walked over to the couch and I said, hey, I was wrong and I'm sorry, what it does is it validates her emotions and it validates that I was the problem. That goes against the mass that I've created of being this amazing and this great person. Do you see the difference? This is why a lot of times it can't happen. This is why a lot of times a narcissist will not show any type of empathy, will not show any type of care and acknowledgement of your feelings because of how it makes them feel about themselves. That's it.